Hello fam, Ken Mills here once again with World of Comedy 5 Entertainment. So to give you the idea of what unbiased is, we always see things on social media and also in the world where we wonder what is the thought process behind these idiotic things that people do. We're going to give an honest unbiased opinion. So with that being said, we're going to cover several different topics. We're going to be truly unbiased this season. Wanna be a boss? You're watching Boss Up Houston Network. It's Boss Up Houston, where we look up, stay up, and boss up. I met this man probably about two months ago. When I met him, I did not know who I was meeting. Then I heard him on stage and this man, he was just captivating. I mean, he spoke from an every man but intelligent perspective. Then I did a little research. I started looking up things on YouTube and I started talking to some of my OGs in the game. And they was like, that gentleman now, he's somebody to know. So just to give y'all a quick rundown, this man has been on Jay Leno, Comic View, Def Comedy Jam, Mad TV, and a multitude of other platforms, and has been in the game for 20 years, and still here to tell his story. Bring it to you now, Mr. Gerard Guillory. Yes, sir. Ken Mills, what's up, man? It's all good. Indeed, indeed. And one time for your audience, man, y'all chose, you could tell you watching a professional show. You did the whole intro, uh, one take, no no cut. What you saw earlier happened just like that. They didn't have to come in and clean it up or any of that. Ken Mills, I, I'm, I'm pleased to be here, man, at the Boss Up Network. It's a top-notch facility. A pro with the pros. <laughs> what a concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad to be in the building, man. Man, like I say, it's an honor and a privilege to have you here. So, number one, I kind of ran down your accolades, but I want to get the audience to know a little bit about you. So, you, you're from, originally, you're from Houston, Texas. I'm originally right? from Houston, Texas, yep. Okay. Uh, uh, went to St. James Elementary School in Third Ward, on, you know what I mean, on Southmore. Hmm. Uh, went to Persian Junior High. Uh, shout out Brad, Jordan, Scarface. We were there together. I went to Lamar, and then I moved away in the middle of my sophomore year. Moved around a little bit, ended up graduating high school in Atlanta, went to Morehouse College, started doing comedy 1993, Bruce Bruce, first dude to put the mic in my hand. So between Bruce Bruce and Earthquake, those are the dudes who raised me in comedy. And then after uh, somewhere, let's see, some late 90s, early 2000s, I moved to LA, made that my home for the last 20 years. And now I'm back in that H. Hmm. Yes, sir. Hmm. So, so what made you come back to H-Town? Family, you know, we sitting up, uh, Los Angeles had a hard quarantine, shut down. 
Right. You know, people were still kicking it, but not like Houston, not like Atlanta. You know what I mean? And uh, so I just we just sitting up, sitting up. My mother is sick in Atlanta. My brother's taking care of her, and my pops is here. So I'm like, man, you know, if the world is going in, I may as well be with the fam. I got you. I got you. But man, I, I, I'm here to tell you, like, I've seen some of the things that you have done. Matter of fact, you have some very intelligent. I mean, some intelligent gifted crafted material and i can also tell that you are a prolific writer as Absolutely. well as an actor so kind of run down some of the things you've done from an acting scene or movies uh my film work is short i have been in some movies as a matter of fact it's, it's a movie i think it's on bet plus now and that's called perfectly single mm-hmm. i'm in a movie called perfectly single like i said it should be on bet plus i did some other small parts in in some films, but like you were saying, and it's something you talk about, the funny thing is we talk about show business like it's not a microcosm of everything else. Right. Remember in show business, they'll tell you there is no small part, but they don't tell you that if you're a mechanic or a plumber or a doctor or a business person, right? You do what you have to do. And when you see those people who sit and live in that big house on the hill and drive the biggest car, they did some small things too. You just don't qualify it as that. Mm-hmm. There's steps along the way. Right. Some of them are, you know, large and some are diminutive, you know, just, you told them I was smart, so we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. use some regular words and some big words. No, 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 my audience, they Some are magnificent, yeah. <laughs> magnanimous, and some are itty-bitty, you know what I mean? Right. But the only way to get to the end is to take every one of those steps. So you want to, you qualify them all as significant just to help you get up and go through it. Because when you turn back around and look at it from the big chair, there's a, that's the only way to get there. So, you know, we just, I forgot where I was going with that. Once I said diminutive, <laughs> answer just gone. No, so <laughs> I, I kind of liken what you said to some of the advice that I received after my first show, because my first show that I did, uh, Derek Ellis Headline. And, my man. And after I got off the stage, he said, you going on a marathon. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, on a marathon, it's not a sprint. You're going through, like, different pieces of the journey. Now, some, you might be a little bit slower than the competition. Some, you might speed ahead. But either way, if you even kill, you're going to get to your destination. Especially when you recognize that you are. the Comedy is more like golf. Right. You know, and comics get in trouble when you start looking at another comedian and start trying to do what they do to be where they are. We're artists, and I, again, this is across the board. If you're a plumber, whatever that is, you are dedicated to that you have an affinity for that you feel was a calling, whether it's on stage or, or you could be a roofer or whatever it is, it's an art. And so my path may not be your path. And sometimes from my perspective, I could look up and it looked like you 10 miles ahead of me, but remember, that's your race to run. My race, I'm not supposed remember, we see that a lot. We see it a great deal in comedy, certainly in comedy, where we have, like I said, I was raised by Bruce Bruce and Earthquake in comedy. I can even listen to material that I'm performing, and I could tell you where the influence of Earthquake is. Do I say the words Earthquake says? No. Do I do every... Thing he does, I could tell you a lot of stuff Earthquake does, how he shakes his drink and how he might mimic the words of the song or facial expression. I don't use all of that, but we're all influenced. 
I'm going to be influenced, but I'm going to be, I'm an individual. Right. My job is not to be like every other comic. Right. My picture is not supposed to look like the picture everybody else painted. Mine is supposed to look like mine. Now, we're comedians. The only thing that's consistent with every comic is that it should be funny at the end. It should be funny. My thought in comedy is it's one of the oldest art forms. Right. And so there has to be a level of truth, not only to what we're saying, but who we are. You ever watch that comic who does it, is not an appealing person, male or female, and they're up there trying to tell you about relationship things. And it's like, that's cool, but you don't look like what you're talking about. Right. Make it make it make sense. Make it make sense, man. You could man, we, we and we understand as human beings, we went to school, we went to work, our children went to school, they went to work. We understand some of every little piece and part, and you could make us know who you are, but everybody's out here trying to do the same cadence. Every comic wanna talk like a preacher. Every comic wants to hold a microphone this way. Every time you embody a girl, you do the thing that the other you know, it doesn't have to be that. This is supposed to be a legitimate. It's the oldest, the oldest living art form, and there is a responsibility. It's not just about laughs. It's about honesty, and the world depends on this. We're the last group of people who get to tell the truth, and so we should be honest. And part of that is making people think. Right, and, and I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, like I was telling you before in the green room, mm -hmm. um, there's a particular joke that you tell uh, about people of a certain age going back to school. <laughs> now, to me, it was ingenious because everybody my age group, we go through that. Like, it's people, um, they may be going for their masters, going for their bachelors, and this, that, and the other, and they may have missed the boat when it comes to the black college experience. Yes. So going back to your experience, uh, you're an alumnus from? Morehouse College, yep. All right. And, and with that, I mean, that's that, I mean that's an illustrious background. Um, kind of what got you into comedy, really? Deaf comedy, Jim. See, you can remember it was a different world. Yeah. Friday, first off, every dude I knew was the funniest guy ever. Not necessarily about the sum of the words. Some dudes had the funniest words ever, but then there were other dudes who I studied. I was like, he didn't say anything funny, but his cadence and the rhythm with which he delivered the foolishness was hilarious. So I reckon that. So my dudes, my friends were hilarious. Man, we get in there and start talking about each other's mamas or whatever we had on or what. Man, you get your feelings hurt. We get nicknames made. So my friends were extremely funny. But in 1990, 1991, 92, Def Jam comes out. And for those of your audience members who are old enough, if you're not old enough to remember Def Comedy Jam and its significance in the community, please ask someone your senior. On Friday night, no matter what we were doing, it stopped. If you were having a house party, they turned the music off. The DJ stopped the music and put it on HBO. Uh, one time I was shooting a short film. On location, we were in a hotel room shooting a scene in Atlanta, and uh, something happened with the camera, and they were like, all right, we got it together. I said, man, Def Jam is about to come on in about five minutes, and the entire crew sat on the double beds, and we watched Def Jam. <laughs> so Def Jam was so significant, and uh, one of my roommates had gone to high school with a, with a comedy prodigy in, in Michigan, 
And I'm one of those dudes. I'm a, ser I'm a very serious dude. And when I get angry, I would go on these rants and my friends would just be dying laughing. And I, it would make me mad. But when my one buddy from Detroit, he would say, that's stand-up, Gerard. What you're doing is stand-up. But I'd be dead serious, Ken. I'm like, I don't want to hear y'all laughing. I'm trying to figure out who didn't wash the dishes or where they be on the floor. He'd be like that stand-up, the way I would develop in detail why I was so angry. So I just started making notes. Over the summer, I set a date for myself. I randomly chose in this notebook that I had been writing premises and whatnot in. And uh, one day, after months of doing that, I happened to be flipping through that book and I looked at that date and I looked at the calendar and I knew that open mic night was Tuesday and I said, oh my God, if I'm going to do this, I got to put some shoes on and go to the club right now. And I also knew this and this is why goals are so important. When you set a goal for yourself, if you don't do it, the world don't know you ain't nothing. You do. Hmm. When you say you don't have to tell the world, nobody else had ever seen that page in that book. I knew in that moment, I was 21 years old. I knew that if I didn't get up and put a shirt on and go to the club, nothing I ever say ever again matters. I have to hold myself to this. And I went to the club and took an L. They still talking about how bad that was that night. <laughs> but the victory was that I carried myself down there and I followed through with the goal that I set. And from that moment, July 27th, 1993, we never, ever stopped. Hmm. So you almost at the 30th year. If we counting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see the grades, we go ahead and tell the truth now. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. I mean, man, so you, you talk about Def Comedy Jam, and I, for one, I remember it. I used to watch it religiously. Mm -hmm. um, matter of fact, I was in the eighth grade. I used to turn on. Matter of fact, what we would do, we would record it. Mm -hmm. We were recording, uh, and there was the time when Martin was the host. Yes, sir. And they would have about three good comedians come on there. Now, it'd be a variance of talent. You'd have like your heavy hitter, then you'd have somebody just trying. Some of the people that we saw that were just trying, they ended up being the biggest people of all time. Mega, mega stars. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. And, and, and another thing, too, I was a music connoisseur, so they had Kid Capri on there, and Kid Capri Kid was spinning. Kid Capri. Yes, sir. So, I mean, that that was a highlight. That was a highlight back then. But I also see that you're a music connoisseur because uh, you have this deal that you do. Uh, that was my jam. That was my jam. Now, we talked about that. Yeah, if you go to my YouTube uh, channel, Gerard Guillory, I have doses of a version of that that we started shooting since the quarantine, mm -hmm. once we start doing Zoom-style things, right? And some people that you'd like to see. And I have a bevy of them. I still haven't dropped them all. But that show comes from, it's a show I created, I believe, in 2004 or five. Do you remember on VH1, um, I Love the 80s? Yeah. So I was recognizing, wow, they got all this, I Love the 80s, there's all of the... Um, behind the music and all that kind of stuff. And at the time, there was no one sung. And I'm saying, what about R&B? You know, what about hip-hop? What about black music? And so it was I Love the 80s meets Video Soul. Hmm. So we, I pitched that show. I was in the center of it, and the guy told me, don't say another word. We're shooting it next weekend. That guy's name is Devon Shepard. He's the head writer and executive producer of Sid the Entertainer's uh, The Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. 
and among a bunch of other things. So we shot this show. Uh, it looked just like I loved the 80s. I had comics up against the green screen uh, talking about the video, and then I would go in the street and do it invertedly. What Ken is talking about is, um, and I'm a lover of music, but also, please forgive this reference. Dick Clark. Dick Clark, for those of y'all who don't know, Google him, but he was a very significant dude in music. He's known for having said a very significant statement, and that is, music is the soundtrack to our lives. That no matter how old you are, if I were to ask you about your first kiss, you'd be like, oh my God, that's X, Y, Z. You would know it if, if it was your first car, right? These significant moments in our life are attached to a soundtrack. And when you're riding in the car, on, especially on a road trip, right, where you're tired of listening to you, it's called, you turn the channel and be like, whoa, whoa, turn that back. Hmm. It'd be some genre of music nobody else even knows, whatever it is. But how music is stapled to the movements and the significant moments and times in our life. And so I tapped into that. Yeah, because I saw uh, one episode that really caught my R.I.P. to Tyler Tyler Craig. Tyler Craig of my dude, man. Tyler Craig, me and Tyler, JJ, uh, Shawty, no, there's a lot of dudes. We all came up together in uh, in the early 90s in, in, in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Tyler Craig is a, was a solid, solid individual, man. I was pleased to be able to get that locked in before, uh, before we lost him show. Because when he was calling out them songs, I was like, okay. Because right. that uh, here come the high stepper. Murderer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, okay. Because, see, you know, I, I used to go to Atlanta in the late 90s. I used to go down there and I used to, matter of fact, I stayed for a whole month. I wanted to live down there. I even had a job lined up downtown at the uh, Georgia Lottery. Mm -hmm. But I came back here and went to school. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that was the end of that. But while I was down there, I they had this audition for um, the Lakewood at the Lakewood Amphitheater. Mm. It was for Comic View, but I didn't go. Is that right? Did we tape it there? Because that was right when they started moving it out of Los Angeles. Cause that was in the late nineties with Ricky Smiley or Bruce Bruce. It was like ninety nine, mm -hmm. and I remember because uh, I had went to Club Esso's the night before. Esso. And uh, Frank Ski called it out. Frank Ski. Frank Ski called it out. He was like, hey, you know, we got this, this, that, and the other. It was on loudspeaker. I was like, okay. But back then, I wouldn't, I guess I didn't think of myself ever wanting to do comedy. So mm -hmm. I didn't do it, but I kicked myself every day for not going. Because mm -hmm. if I think about it like this, if I would have started back then, I was about 18, mm -hmm. 19. If I would have did that then, mm -hmm. Who knows where it would be right now? Right, 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 right. But again, we wouldn't be sitting right here. You got a beautiful family. You got a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. see, them all life lessons. But I just want to circle back to what you said about if you don't, if you don't hold yourself accountable to the goals that you set, mm -hmm. you're the only one that's responsible. Yes. And you have to deal with the the repercussions of it. Mm -hmm. So that's another part of winning that we want to call call loud because tonight we're talking about the win right mm -hmm. so with you I see over your 20 plus headed to 30 year career you've had a lot of wins I I, I accept that 
they come with losses that you don't see. Just right. like you said, you came back and went to school. Like I say, you got a beautiful family. We're sitting in a beautiful space. I'm 50. I never, you know, living a lifestyle as a comic. I started at 20. We were just rah rah all over the world, having a, literally traveling around the world, having a blast, writing jokes, flying private plane, top hotels, catching a eight greyhound, staying in bottom feed hotel, whatever it is, but doing all of that, and all of a sudden look up and it's like, yo, I don't have a wife or a kid. You know what I mean? Like right. certain there's a there's a balance, and so, but yes, I do have some victories on on uh, pro, some professional victories. I can't lie. So, which one do you cherish the most? It could be the television shows or, again, the traveling whatnot. What, what, I, what I find to be the biggest victory, again, you won't see it on paper, but we talked about it, you mentioned it earlier. I believe that my peers respect my pen. That... And you say, you know, I'm a very humble dude, um, especially if you put me in a room filled with other comedians. I probably fall back and just let everybody be rah-rah. But I would be bold enough to stand in a room filled with my peers in the center and say that I believe myself to be a prolific joke writer. And I believe that 80%, 85% of those dudes in the room would be like, hell yeah, Gerard. So my greatest victory is that my peers respect my work. I think that's the biggest win. Now, we don't do anything for anybody else, but when your peers acknowledge your prowess in any portion of this, because remember stand-up comedy, show business in general, but in particular stand-up comedy is a very, it's a tough animal. And so to be, and remember there's a lot of dudes, especially the f famous guys, there's a lot of people who do not warrant respect. There's a lot of guys that have a large following, they have a grander resume than I do and so forth, and they're not respectable people. And so to be respected by my peers, I believe, is 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 probably the greatest win. I've had fun sh things that I've worked on. I do a lot of audience warm-up. It's something I fell into, uh, but I'm good at it. I see. So what I was able to catch, the four, the four the, show, right? And, and I caught Man. I caught a piece of it where you brought out P Diddy. Yes. And you had a groundswell, even though it was P Diddy, we could see your fingerprints over the crowd. Oh yeah. Matter of fact, that that was a great thing too because, see again, I've been doing warm up. My first warm up gig was before I had ever even seen it be done. It was I was the warm up guy on Mad TV, hmm. and that's how I ended up doing all the sketches on that. Um, but in that time, that was in the early 2000s. So remember, they didn't, we didn't have nice cell phone cameras, and Mad TV was not gonna let you bring a camera in to record yourself doing the warm up. They were gonna think you were gonna take those sketches to one of the other shows on the lot. Right. So it was all top secret. So cut to 2020. 2019 people are asking for footage and it's like oh, I've been doing this for 15 years but they didn't have footage that was never eligible we weren't eligible to have it so I got recommended to do the show they called and asked me to do it I said yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with it we were pitching another show I had created a game show 
and me and my partner had a pitch meeting and we were really high they really loved it uh, they were trying to get Snoop Dogg involved to be the host of it. It was an NFL show. It was a football show. Hmm. So we were really high on that, and I wasn't worried about it. I had accepted, yeah, I said, I'll come down there or whatever, or I'm available for it. Well, NFL Network passed on our show, and a few weeks later, I'm like, yo, whatever happened with that? So they were acting like they had somebody else to do it. About two weeks later, they called me back, and they said, yeah, they're going to give you a shot. And I'm like, who y'all think y'all talking to? You know what I mean? Y'all called me about this about a month ago. It meant that I knew they hired three, four, five people in front of me. And the mere fact that you're calling me, it means y'all not going on the reference that I'm the best of person who does this. Y'all are going on the fact that you've hired five of the wrong people. Mm -hmm. So I bent them over. The victory, we're going to talk about the win, is when you know you win in, you have leverage. Right. So they asked me to do a, a, an audition, and I said, well, how much does that pay? Well, you want to see, mm -hmm, get angry, ask them about some money, about something they normally don't pay people for. So they came and they broke me off 500 bucks or something like that for the audition. And uh, I went and knocked a hole in it. Like I said, they, it was stuff, it was other stuff. If you go on my Instagram, you'll see I, I was Arsenio Hall's understudy for Star Search. So I'm the dude who hosted the rehearsal. Go to my Instagram and scroll down there. You'll see me as myself playing Arsenio Hall, hitting the marks on the stage, reading the teleprompter, interacting with the guest, and so forth and so on. So I already knew how to read the teleprompter. So we go and I kill that. Now, Ann, who is P. Diddy's choreographer, Y'all know Lori Ann. Uh, yeah, yeah, big top tier people, man. They pulled me to the side. Megan Trainer even did too. When they heard my voice, because you know I have a, I have a nice powerful voice, and I, like I said, I've been doing warm up. Especially, don't put me on no music based show, bruh. The energy was so high in there. The talent was like, yo. So Lori Ann even told me that uh, Diddy was ready to leave the four until he saw that I knew how to do the warm-up. Remember, they had been through four or five guys before I came. So we hit it off just like that. Matter of fact, if you go to my IG, you'll see us, and that actually made the air. Some kind of way, all of the shows I work on, I end up on the show some kind of way, but it's not an on-air gig. So either way, I go on. And some more stuff about myself. <laughs> But see, you know, that that's what most people miss, right? Because, like, you seize opportunities that most people may miss. Because sometimes people look at the huge carry and they say, oh, I need to headline this. I need to do this. But you don't understand there's other ways to do it. And it could be equally or more beneficial going that route. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I know you also do voiceover as well. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you, you have something on, on YouTube now where you say, uh, let's not judge. Let's not judge. We don't know all the facts. Yeah, please follow me on IG or subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's just a clever, uh, again, I'm a self-proclaimed wordsmith. Right. I'm a communicator. I'm a talker. I, I think words are way more important than most people give credit and you can look in this political environment and see that mm -hmm. that 
These people, what you hear, that's ex those are the exact words people are choosing to say to you. But are you saying exactly what you want people to know? Words are extremely important, and it's significant that you pay attention to what you say just so that you can monitor the foolishness that is pounded into our ears every day. So, yeah. Right, because I see the wordplay, too, because sometimes, like, if you look at spoken word or poetry, and this is on steroids, people. So when you hear it, you'll hear double entendres, you'll hear puns at the same time, you'll hear quick flips, you'll hear words used in different manners that you have not heard before. Um, it was one, actually, that, that caught my eye. Um, it was the one talking about underground parking. Uh, uh, Say, uh, Someone hit the wall. I remember that uh, when he left, say he was wrecked. It was yeah. about it was about him being drunk. Uh, you're trying to find your car. You think you're trying to find your car in an underground park? Lose you when you lose your car. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, oh man, I, I saw that earlier today too, as I was uh, getting some stuff out. And what he's what he's talking about is it's really a video commentary, much like you see on IG or mm -hmm. TikTok or whatever all day. It's just I use a very, very heavy, savvy wordplay to describe exactly what you're looking at. And people, some kind of way people ended up taking a liking to it. I'm really pleased with it. Yeah, because, I mean, like, like I say, it's sharp. Um, and, and like I've always told you, I've enjoyed your comedy and I enjoyed your offerings because it's a thinking man's view on or, or hit on different topics. Because, I mean, look, even though, you know, it is the thinking man level, your joke still hit home, because i tell you one in particular that I like. Mm. It was the motorcycle. <laughs> and then... Yeah, <laughs> see, because I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what like I said, you done put together yeah. things out, though. You done did everything. Put something yeah. together, yeah, 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 yeah. Worked on the car, came back. She's still talking. Yeah. Sound like a motorcycle. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, so, I mean, you know, what we'd like to do here, especially with World of Company 5 Entertainment, we want to applaud you and salute you on your years of service. Now, uh, comedy can be a thankless job. The only thanks that you get is, like, immediate, where you see the crowd there, give you that immediate gratification, whether it's the laughter, the claps, or whatever. But after that, you go right in the office to the management and get underpaid. Yeah. And, and, and then after that, you on to the next one. Mm -hmm. But nobody really takes out the time to say, hey, thank you. Yeah. And, and what we wanted to do here, we wanted to thank you. Um, for the most part, like, we also wanted to applaud you because you have a certain level of humility for the things that you've accomplished. It's not like sitting on your shoulder. Like, you approach and not too many people that way so i just wanted to thank you now i, I appreciate that kim and thank you bro and uh thank y'all for uh for representing for my man you know what i'm saying and, and and tuning in but yeah i get that from this guy too man like i said we in this day and age we don't see a lot of where i had said like you said there are it's a lot of respectable individuals on the planet and they should be highlighted so much like how you just shouted that out to me man which i do appreciate uh it's natural to me but i do put effort into it 
because right. uh, I understand, you know what I'm saying. But by the same token, I it, I am appreciative to be pre appreciated, man. No problem. Absolutely. No problem. So, if you could just give a quick recap to the folks on how they can get in contact with you, anything that you have coming up. Absolutely. So my name is Gerard Guillory, G E R A R D G U I L L O R Y, and you can find me at that at Facebook. Instagram, I'm at Gerard Guillory, and my YouTube channel is Gerard Guillory as well. So right now, just writing, um, I'm working on some uh, some pieces, and I'm about to get out of town and do some dates, but I will be back around Houston, and before I get ready to, to unleash in the city, mm -hmm. hopefully I'll be able to come back so I can let the folk know exactly when and where we're going to be. And you know you're welcome. you got to open door here. Absolutely. So, and um, they got snacks, so I'll be back. <laughs> So once again, man, it's been an honor and a privilege speaking with you today. Now, y'all, follow him. Like I said, follow him. You won't be disappointed. But what we'll do right now, we'll go to a quick commercial break, and we will return. We'll have our final guest. You're now here with Ken Mills on Bias on Boss of Houston Network. <laughs> about my new show. I'm up here down here in the newsroom. You hear me? We talking political news, social news, hood news, jailhouse news, your mama news, baby mama news, news news. We all over in the building, okay? I stay in the newsroom. Make sure y'all tune in to In the Newsroom each and every Sunday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Boss Up Houston Network. Let's go. That's a vibe, she wanna vibe That's a vibe, yeah, uh That's a vibe, it's a vibe And that's a vibe Hey everyone, I'm Brittany I'm Ann I'm Julicia And, and we, we are She Vibes And that's a vibe Yeah, that's a vibe Two days to get three different perspectives On spirituality, relationships, and life experiences And many more On Boston Houston Network Wanna be a ball? You're watching Boss Up Houston Network. It's Boss Up Houston, where we look up, stay up, and boss up. This is T. Foxy Wyckoff. 
and this is Let's Talk Business and Real Estate, where faith, hope, and determination comes alive. You can't talk business without talking real estate. Come follow me. The Lord will bless your barns and he will bless your hands and everything you put them to do. The Lord will bless the property in which he's given you. Tune in to Let's Talk Business and Real Estate on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on the Boss Up Houston Network. Adventures knows how to make the most of being single. Get social, in person, try new things, and just have fun. Join Events and Adventures. We've been doing the single life right for over 30 years. 30 great events every month. Just visit eventsandadventures.com. Events and Maridate is for committed couples that are either engaged or married and would like to keep the dating in their marriage, fight for the family, and lower the divorce rate one couple at a time. We plan 30 to 50 events a month that include workshops, seminars, webinars, experts, and events all around town. This is for couples that want to develop friendships with other like-minded couples that take their marriage and vows seriously. We will also be offering premarital help so that you will not be a statistic. Would you and your partner like to take international vacations together with other couples and at group rates? When you are home, you will learn your city as you go to each new event. Your membership includes all of our locations. We take the guesswork out of creating, having, and keeping a strong marriage. Contact us today. single? Maybe you're divorced or new in town. It's time to meet your match with events and adventures. Whether you're low-key or adventurous, come hang out with tons of like-minded people at exciting group activities. The best part? Everyone is single. From happy hours and trivia nights to outdoor adventures and weekend getaways, events and adventures has something for everyone. We're all here for the same reason. So come be part of a community made for singles. Your match is waiting for you to make your move. Visit eventsandadventures.com to get started. That's eventsandadventures.com. Here, you can find your style in every aisle. Got an eye for design? We've got a design for your budget. Want endless aisles of more? We've got more. Way more. When you explore our showrooms of style, you'll find whatever you're into. At a price, you'll really get into. Shop the showroom styles bath event at Lowe's. 
Hey, singles, do you feel it? The feeling like it's time to start having fun again? If you do, then you're ready to celebrate with the Vincent Adventures. There's never been a better time to join than right now. Meet new people with a packed calendar of fun events, exciting adventures, and future memories. It's time to live life to the fullest, to high-five, skydive, and feel alive again. That feeling is here at Events and Adventures. If you're single and ready to celebrate, visit eventsandadventures.com to get started. That's eventsandadventures.com. I've seen this movie before. You have? Sure. This is the part where all is lost and the hero searches for hope. Then a mysterious figure reminds her that she has the farmer's home policy per guaranteed replacement cost and that her home will be rebuilt regardless of her limits or if the cost of materials has gone up. Hmm. That's really something. Get a whole lot of something with farmer's policy perks. Wait, I didn't ruin the ending, did I? Yeah. Yeah, you did. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. about my new show. I'm up here down here in the newsroom. You heard me? We talking political news, social news, hood news, jailhouse news, your mama news, baby mama news, news news. We all over in the building, okay? I stay in the newsroom. Make sure y'all tune in to In the Newsroom each and every Sunday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Boss Up Houston Network. Let's go. That's a vibe, she wanna vibe That's a vibe, yeah, uh That's a vibe, it's a vibe and That's a vibe Hey everyone, I'm Brittany I'm Ann I'm Talicia And, and we, we are She Vibes And that's a vibe Yeah, that's a vibe Two days to get three different perspectives On spirituality, relationships, and life experiences and many more On Bustle Houston Network Wanna be a ball? You're watching Boss Up Houston Network. It's Boss Up Houston, where we look up, stay up, and boss up. This is T. Foxy Wyckoff, and this is Let's Talk Business and Real Estate, where faith, hope, and determination comes alive. You can't talk business without talking real estate. Oh. Come follow me.
The Lord will bless your barns and he will bless your hands and everything you put them to do. The Lord will bless the property in which he's given you. Tune in to Let's Talk Business and Real Estate on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on the Boss Up Houston Network. Doing it yourself doesn't have to mean all by yourself. With the Home Depot as your partner, doing's never been easier. You can pick up skills in a virtual workshop. Pick up what you need fast or have it delivered same day. And if you have more projects than you have time to do them, we can even help with that. This is doing like never before. This is the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Want to be a boss? You're watching Boss Up Houston Network. It's Boss Up Houston, where we look up, stay up, and boss up. This is T. Foxy Wyckoff, and this is Let's Talk Business and Real Estate, where faith, hope, and determination comes alive. You can't talk business without talking real estate. Oh. Come follow me. The Lord will bless your barns, and he will bless your hands and everything you put them to do. The Lord will bless the property in which he's given you. Tune in to Let's Talk Business and Real Estate on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on the Boss Up Houston Network. Maybe you're divorced or new in town. It's time to meet your match with events and adventures. Whether you're low-key or adventurous, come hang out with tons of like-minded people at exciting group activities. The best part? Everyone is single. From happy hours and trivia nights to outdoor adventures and weekend getaways, events and adventures has something for everyone. We're all here for the same reason. So come be part of a community made for singles. Your match is waiting for you to make your move. Visit eventsandadventures.com to get started. That's eventsandadventures.com. All right. And we're back, family. This young lady I have to my left, I've known her for many years. We grew up together in the infamous Fifth Ward area, the Bloody Nickel. Mm -hmm. We took different paths, but we ended up at the same place. So what she's doing now, she's about to take the comedy world by storm. And we know her affectionately as Ratchet Tracy. Ratchet Tracy! Hey y'all, hey. Y'all see me up here? Y'all with the lights on me and stuff? Hi, look. <laughs> Hi, look, friend. You good. So, tell us, number one, 
What led you to do comedy? What, what what got you into that role? First of all, like, I just always been the kind of person that want to see people smile and laugh, you know? Like, I'm the person that's going to brighten up your day. Like, I don't I don't want to go to work with you looking out. I don't want to be around that type of energy. So I've always had the ability to make people laugh and smile. But um, with this comedy, though, mm-hmm. y'all, I quit teaching. Hmm. I got out the classroom. I always thought I was a comedian in the classroom, though, friend. I was. I, I, I. I, I I try to tell jokes to my students. They would laugh every now and then. I'd be like, "Don't don't be sitting there not laughing at my jokes." Then I make everybody laugh at the end of the day. So you, what which grade levels you was teaching in school? I've taught um, every grade from first grade to high school, twelfth grade. I taught in Houston. I moved to Dallas. I taught in Fort Worth. Um, I taught in Everman. I didn't hit a couple of school districts up and touch a lot of children's lives and stuff. And I pray for them and their parents and the better of all that. But I'm doing something else now. Well, he said I'm taking on comedy by storm. Yeah, because, I mean, I see you on the road. I see you going different places. Not only are you here in Houston right now, but you in Dallas. You, you Dallas-based. You, you rubbing shoulders. And we've been seeing this since the outset. Uh, you had the White Rabbit. Follow the white rabbit. You got to still follow the white rabbit. Now, the, the reason why I ain't been using the rabbit lately, y'all, because the people start coming after me. See, now, I ain't realize I was causing no smoke or nothing. You know, I'm just doing me. And um, the people was like, you need to, um, what is it called, copyright your rabbit. Mm-hmm. You need to design your, you can't just use a rabbit off of Google because Google going to sue you and all this. So I stopped fucking with the rabbit. But y'all already know follow the white rabbit. And I could use the rabbit from, um, what that is, the, uh, the you know, emoji. I yeah. could use the emoji rabbit. Mm-hmm. And I could use the rabbit for, like, you know what I'm saying, little stuff that come with but the Google Rabbit I had on there first, y'all, I couldn't use that rabbit no more. But y'all still follow the White Rabbit. And and do you know what the White Rabbit means, friend? What? Tell tell us. Let me tell y'all what the White Rabbit means. The White Rabbit means, it comes from the symbol on Alice in Wonderland. Like, I, that was my favorite book. That was my favorite story growing up. Mm-hmm. And on Alice in the Wonderland, the rabbit was the person was like, Got her through, you know what I'm saying, to where she needed to be. Because rap was like, you sitting around here crying, girl, get up, get up. You need to go. Come on, it's time to go. You ain't got time. That's why I watch two watches, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I ain't got time in London, Paris, or America. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. So, also, with another moniker that you have, the side chick president. Side chick president. So, give yeah. us a little insight on that. First of all, let me tell y'all. First of all, this side chick shit get people upset, friend. Okay. It do. And when I started it, I was looking for Kevin. Remember, yeah. if y'all, if y'all ever, if y'all go back and follow Ratchet Tracy, go back to the beginnings. Those of you who just meeting her as the comedian, go back to the actress, cause I was the actress, friend. Hmm. And and I was looking for Kevin because COVID had hit, and all the main niggas was at home with their wives and shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so, really, I just feel sad for the side chicks. I was just like, them bitches at home sick right now, you know? We had, I'm somebody, we couldn't even go outside to visit. Hmm. We was stuck in the house, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That nigga had a lot to get outside. <laughs> With the COVID. With the COVID, yeah. yeah. So, during COVID, that's where Ratchet Tracy was born. Ratchet Tracy said, nah, baby, you know what? I need to be a spokesperson. And so, my spokesperson was side chick president. So... 
I'm just hipping my audience, you know what I'm saying? My audience, look. So normally, you know, we, we try to hit you, you know, like like with a little bit of preacher. But now we're going to hit you with a little bit of something different. Okay. Now, who is cocky? I don't know. Be cocky. Yeah. Big cocky. Okay, so let's fast forward. So, y'all, we got Sachi Prison. She was looking for Kevin. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? Kevin didn't never come outside. Kevin fucked around and missed that. And, and Bradley Tracy started, you know what I'm saying, getting them applications in. I found out, like, niggas be ready to be side niggas. Them niggas be putting in applications or whatever. So, anyways, fast forward to the comedy came after that. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm being asked to come out and do shows and get people crunk and excited. You know, stuff like that, right? Baby, y'all, I, I realized that you like, people like to look at stuff that look good. That's what I realized on stage. Yeah. Now, I was cute or whatever. Don't get me wrong. I had a little teardrop booty, you know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't no, it wasn't cocky, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. But it was a little teardrop, you know what I'm saying. And my little teardrop, it wasn't getting me, you know what I'm saying, that feedback that I needed, you know what I mean. So, I had to go and introduce myself to addition. It's called reconstructing your body. Mm. Yeah, because people are trying to get it twisted. It's just like braces. Motherfuckers, they teeth be all spread apart and raggedy and stuff. You know? Mm -hmm. It's like braces. So, I just, what I did was move the area right here to the back. And, and got big cocky, y'all. Y'all see big cocky filling out this chair. Can they see the, can they see the bottle? Uh, show Do the I have people. To show the people. Oh, okay. Yeah, big cocky. So, when, when big cocky came, y'all, at this point, Kevin can't even come back. <laughs> Baby, Kevin is, he gonna have to see me on the B screen. He's going to see you on the big screen. He done missed that. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I love Kevin. <laughs> All Kevin got to do is call. Kevin, where you at? Kevin, you see me doing big things and stuff, y'all. And, I mean, you know, he left his main girl, though. They ain't survived COVID. It was a lot of relationships that survived COVID. No, nah, a lot didn't. Yeah. Mine did, though. That's what's up. Shout Mine out. Mine did, Shout though. Shout out. <laughs> Cause one thing I tell you, you know, sure. you know, I can enjoy great comedy, but ain't no side chicken on this side. That's you know? what's up. That's look, what's up. My wife switched her looks so much; she got about four different looks, so she could be Bianca, uh, Beyonce. She is like a president. Yeah, that's, that's what it goes back yeah. to. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Like, no, that's my whole point with the side chick president. It's yeah. like, as the main chick, I'm not saying that you got to have another person on the side. Right. But as the main chick, a lot of them hoes bitter. I don't know if I can cuss on you. Yeah, no, but, no, go, go, go. Okay, go but you yourself. bitter. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You sitting here and you want this man to accept you in this one way. I'm letting you know, bitch, it's about 15 bitches by the time he leaves the parking lot. To the goddamn store, they have 15 different looks. You know what I'm saying? 15. 15 different looks. And he got to choose which and one. He, he, nope, he gonna look 15 different times. He ain't saying you gonna be with them. I ain't saying you gotta cheat. Like, half the stuff I be doing, I ain't cheat. Like, you ain't gotta sleep with your side man. You ain't gotta sleep with your side man. I gotta say that again. So, the side man, the pair. He he likes to have a good time, so it's like an exchange of a uh, situation. Yeah, exchange in a rock. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's on some. Hey, you know what I'm saying. My girl don't like baseball. I want to go to baseball with my girl. Mm. You understand me? Can I take you to baseball, bitch? The side chick like you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go to baseball. 
Hey, I don't know, look. I don't know. I think you're taking it light for my audience, but me, you know, I'm from the old school. When you start stepping like that there, somebody going to have to come off something. If you want to, but you don't have to. That's right, the thing. Right, right. It ain't, it, it ain't, it ain't promise no no and that's the thing too like i'm 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 a female that's about female perseverance and female you know i'm saying uplifting and so i'm really doing this so that i can let our young girls know that you ain't got to be sleeping and doing all of that women are prized by themselves you know what i'm saying you look like that by yourself you get that attention by yourself you know what I'm saying? You need to hold yourself to the standard. Because really, the $40 hoes is the reason why shit's so hard for the main chick. Because this hoes giving it up for $40. Look, what Pimp say? Trash like to do what for $40 in the club? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How long we been listening to that? Pimp been saying it for the last 20. Pimpin ain't dead. Nigga, no. Pimpin ain't dead. So I'm, 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 the pimps hate me. They do? Oh. The pimps? The niggas hate me, y'all. Y'all don't understand. I be struggling over here with this president shit. Niggas hate me, dog. Why? Because I'm schooling. I'm 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 teaching. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm teaching women how to handle themselves. You know what I'm saying? Okay. How to how to boss up on your own stuff. Like I say, side chick to me, nigga gonna try to tell me, oh oh, that ain't nothing but a uh, that, that, you like low self esteem. Low self esteem. I ain't never had that. I ain't had that with a teardrop booty. So I damn sure ain't had no left side chick don't got nothing to do with low self esteem. Let me go and put that out there right now. Side chick does not have anything to do with low self esteem. And matter of fact, if you want to go back on Bible and Scripture, maybe it's been been around since long time ago. Cause Sarah said, "Go get old girl Agar or whatever her name is. Let her have that baby. Go get you a side chick. Cause baby, this body right here ain't finna have no baby. You see what I'm saying? Like we not finna see it act like it ain't Scripture. Cause I know word. You understand hmm. me? I'm just saying as far as where 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 her, Sarah confidence had to be. To tell her, man, you see what I'm saying? Right. That's confidence. I want my chicks, baby, have a confidence like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, you ain't worried about no other woman. A lot of these girls in these relationships, domestic violence cases and all this stuff that's going on right now is because people are trying to control a relationship. You trying to control and make that person act like a robot. No, don't do not do that. Don't do that. You need to be able to build yourself. If two people build themselves up in a relationship, that's going to that's gonna work. But if you spend your whole time trying to watch what that person doing, you all in this phone. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about that toxic stuff right there. Yeah, but but see, most of the time when, when you have that type of behavior, it's because of insecurity is there. Because most times you have to build yourself up first before you can allow yourself to bring another person in your world. Because I'll I put it to you like this. That is true. If you have to look at somebody's phone, if you had to know their whereabouts, why even be with them? Mm-hmm. Let the people be them, because it's their choice to choose you. Mm-hmm. That's good. So there's no reason why you should be forcing yourself or uh, uh, trying to make them fit a construct that, they, that they're not able to fit. Man. And that's where you come up with equally yoked. That's it. That's where you get it from. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the cold boy, like, I, again, I'm coming from the teacher where, like, I done <laughs> seen um, kids break up and fight because the dude liked the picture on Instagram. Hmm. You mad? You you the girlfriend? You and his page got you ain't nobody on his page but you and him, and you over here mad because he liking somebody on Instagram, liking the page. That energy right there, nah, boo, like that ain't what it do. You know what I'm saying? 
get your get your mind out that part right there and spend more time into being the woman or the many women that he looking at on Instagram. You see what I'm saying? Be 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 that person instead of saying, "Well, bitch, he gonna get what he get right here. This how I look." You know what I'm saying? For the do something different because if not, then you can't be mad at the side chick. That's all I'm saying. At the end of the day, that's why I became the president because you can't be mad at the woman that is making up for what you refuse to do. That's true. Because if you look at it, like they talk about Will and Jada a lot. Mm -hmm. They say. Jada is being honest. Jada's saying, like, hey, she's lacking in her sex life. Mm -hmm. Will say he ain't got no problem. Mm -hmm. Everybody free to do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. They just have a bond. Mm -hmm. But you get most of the response and most of the feedback from people that's not even in a relationship. Come on. Or don't even have one. Come on. Or don't even have a full marriage. Come on. Yes. Come and, on. And they cast in judgment. Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, First of all, Will and Jada... They've been rocking since they were young. They were right. in their 20s when they got together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's one. Two, it goes back to what I was saying about the two people that's in the relationship. Like how you said, if you are confident in who you are in separate realms, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Then there's nothing that can come between you and that person. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all have already made that commitment to each other. Like you said, it's a commitment that you have. So, when it comes to... Visiting, <laughs> I don't. I don't use cheating. I, I I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that shit called visiting. You feel me? Oh, you visiting. You visiting. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to visiting, <laughs> you gotta know and be confident in that bond. Mm. That just because you go visit them, don't mean that you know what I'm saying. We finna not be. No, nigga, we just visiting over there. That's part of the entertainment. That's part of the act. That's part of my hobby. Whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's a cultural thing. Because as black culture, as us, as we, mm -hmm. we the main ones, mm -hmm. female-wise, self-esteem, as soon as the dude is caught or does, does that, it make you automatically feel like he don't want me. And you know what I'm saying? You get into that, I'm going to leave you alone and let you go be with Sally and Sue or whoever because you don't really want me. But that's dumb. But That's dumb. But see, this, this is some of the things that I learned along my journey. If you got time to worry about what, what's going on okay. elsewhere, okay. that means you're not totally being fulfilled at home. So communication needs to be the first part. You need to tell your partner yeah. what you're missing. Yeah. Secondly, if, uh, you know... It take money to live out here. Mm -hmm. So if your energy is not about building wealth mm -hmm. with that person that you with, mm -hmm. you going the wrong way anyway. So why go look out for somebody else? Okay, I put it like this. If you want to be a player, you want to go get you another woman, right? If you can't take care of the one you got, how you going to take care of two? You can't. You can't. Them dudes right there, that, okay, let, 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 me, let me use that right there for yeah. my side chicks. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Baby, if he cannot, main chicks too, baby, he cannot. Let me, he cannot. You got to be a certain kind of status of a dude. You see what I'm saying? Now, you just messing with a bum, th you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be able to wear the bum dude's eye because that's a bum dude that you can't. 
back in the culture, y'all, the men that had multiple wives, them men were rich. Them men had money to be able to provide for multiple families. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? That's the type of men we talking about. We're not talking about, no, we're not talking about uh, 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 what his name is on around there, um, JJ and um, Leroy and them that be hanging out there. Mm -mm, we're not talking about him. That's not what it is right there, ladies. Please do not do that. And again, to go back to what you're saying, as far as the two is concerned, you got to have some type of money. What you said, the female. If you mm -hmm. ain't building with that man, if all you doing is taking from him, taking, 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 trying to ask him, I'm not behind that. That is not, that's not side chick friendly. That's not side chick friendly. You are, you are a bum bitch too. Now it's bum bitches and bum niggas. Bitch, you's a bum bitch. If I, every time a dude come around, you can't buy a fry. Every now and then, you should be able to buy a fry or a meal, yeah. you know. Yeah, take a match. So yeah. Look, look, you know what he like, take yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Look, yeah. if that man like Papa Doe, that man like that uh, deluxe seafood platter guy, yeah. you know, splurge one time. Yes, please, no. Let me say this, too, for yeah. for, for the for the people in the culture of your followers. Yeah. Y'all understand something right here. I am not at any cause promoting promiscuous hoism. You understand me? When I say president, I mean presidential activities as well. And that's for them niggas that be in my inbox too. Because baby, if you ain't talking about presidential, you know what I'm saying? It ain't going to work. So I'm talking about presidential stuff. Like you got to be good to yourself. And ladies, you got to have a standard about yourself. That's what I'm saying. That's right. That's right. So the episode tonight is called Win. Right? Okay. By all means, winning. So, right now, you have in the comedy, like, number one, you had a, a passion for it. You stepped away from education. Now, you on this full loan. Mm. Like, you building your following. You building everything. So, kind of give us an idea of what you envision as the end of the road for you or success. What, what you feel like is an immediate goal that you feel like you're about to make? So first I'm saddled up because I'm from Houston. You know what I'm okay. saying? I, mean, I rode horses growing up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was the youngest girl on the trail ride. I think I was about three, four years old on my horse. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so I know how to trot. You know what I'm saying? Ride the rough ways. You feel mm -hmm. me? And comedy is like that. Comedy is something that, you know what I'm saying? You have to ride. You have to ride it. It's nothing that you can actually maneuver. Like, it ain't like going to get a college degree or something. You know? Yeah. It's just... You got to get there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, this year right here, I've, I, I I said I was going to give full um, focus and dedication to the comedy and to traveling and to get my name out there. But the ultimate goal from this is my passion and that's writing. You know, I, I always go back to writing. And I want to just be, like, for my books, for my plays, movies. You know what I'm saying? I want Tyler Perry, Mickey Mouse, Ratchet Tracy. That's what the... Billboards. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Tyler Perry, Mickey Mouse, Registration. And I say Mickey Mouse because Mickey Mouse is, you, people know that name anywhere you go. You know what I'm saying? And and I want Registration to be that type of brand. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's for everybody. And it is a attitude for everybody because I excuse differences. That's what my comedy and my mission is. It's like we all are different. We mm -hmm. all are different. We all have connections, but we all are different. And what might work for you may not work for somebody else. That's right. 
That's right. And people need to know that. Because, see, you know, because sometimes folk won't put you in the box. Mm -hmm. They want you to be from a certain construct. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I started doing this show. Because okay. the reason why I started doing this show was to show them a different side. Mm -hmm. And also for the guests that I bring in, which is part of my family, my good friends, because everybody who's been on here I have a personal connection with, I want to introduce the audience to who they are mm -hmm. and what their aim is. Mm -hmm. And if it works for them, if they like what they saw, by all means, patronize them. That's right. Uh, but for the most part, I'd like to open up everybody's eyes, open up their minds and their hearts and their spirits to get something new. Yes. Get something new because yes. it's a new perspective out here. It is. It is. And and that's another thing with education, what mm -hmm. made me switch from that too because watch this. Mm -hmm. The curriculum and everything in education that we're teaching is the same education from the 1800s. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that don't fit today's times. Why am I being prosecuted or judged or credentially cre uh, con reconstructed, right, mm -hmm. to teach a curriculum that don't fit the kids that are coming up right now? So it, I'm going to have to figure out another way to talk to them. I'm going to have to figure out another platform to use, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. to get the message and the education across. Mm -hmm. Because the way that they're doing is not wrong. I mean, it's, it's, it's wrong. Like, it's not right for the fact that if everything hasn't evolved to the point that it is now, Education has to evolve. So do you feel that education prepares the student or the child to work for somebody rather than to be a free thinker? No, I don't think that. No, I don't think that. Now, for as, as education, education, what education, the root of education is, mm -hmm. is to give students or kids an opportunity, kind of like sensors. If you go back to uh, pre-K, mm -hmm. it gives kids an opportunity to find out what their strengths are. Mm -hmm. That's what education is about. So don't get me wrong. I love education. I love to see kids' mindsets and grow. But it is about finding your niche. Now, once that is done... Then where are you going to go? What you know? What I'm saying what um, form of work are you going to do from that? The problem that we have in education is that we're trying to create that uh, ability workflow, if you want to say, but that ability to know what it is that they're good in to keep. And then at home, we fighting against you. Ain't got to be she. Mm -hmm. You ain't got to be nothing but a YouTube star, or you ain't got to be nothing but a gamer. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. or you ain't got. So education is fighting against careers and things where it doesn't take that um, ability for a kid to figure out what they're good at. You see what I'm saying? You have to figure out what you're good at to know what you don't like. Right. So basically what you're saying is it's, it's going to be a generation of children that's, that's going to grow up thinking that they can go on social media and reap a livelihood rather than find a livelihood, a sustainable livelihood out here in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you know, no no disrespect to other folks, but, yeah, we got comedians. Yeah, we got basketball players, rappers, all these different things. Mm -hmm. But we also need doctors, lawyers, politicians, bankers. Mm -hmm. we, we need those in the mm -hmm. environment. That's right. The only way you can do that is if you get uh, your education. Right. That's right. Because you have to know how to operate in those areas. That's that's where it goes back to. And so, yeah, like, so that's the only thing. I mean, I really think our kids and our youth is missing that. Not only that, but the way education is set up with the nod. You remember back when we were in school, we had wood shop. Oh, yeah. You remember wood shop? Home and mechanics? Home they took all that out of school. 
art. We had art. You know what I'm saying? Those types of crafts because, mind you, everybody is not going to be a mathematician. Everybody is not a reader. You know what I'm saying? Everybody don't do all that well. Mm -hmm. So, no, you got to give these kids something else to do. Shout out to 50. 50 with the H-I-S-D. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. trying to highlight you too, 50. If you need some ideas and stuff, make sure you keep this part right here. If you need some ideas and stuff from somebody that's been in education, 50, make sure you go to Ratchet Tracy. You can Google me, okay? You ain't got to do nothing but Ratchet Tracy. And Google, and then you're going to pull up my information and stuff. Because shout out to what he doing in HISD. So one of, one of the uh, proponents, uh, one of the folks that helped usher that in, we had her in last season. Mm. Her name is uh, Kathy Blueford uh, Ballard Daniels. Okay, nice. Uh, she's from Fifth Ward area. She's from off Liberty Road. Yay! Uh, and she does. Uh, she's an HISD trustee, um, and she also uh, does a lot within the community. Nice. So, I mean, if you're looking to get that word out there, you might want to tap in there. Okay, that's what's up. Appreciate uh, you see that networking. That's love right there. And um, thank you. So, before we end our discussion here. Could you tell the folks how they can get in contact with you, how they can follow you, any new things that you got coming up that okay. you want to? Yes. Um, so, first, I have a show uh, November 19th here in Houston. It's the UGK Comedy Show, Underground Comedians. Mm -hmm. um, and I have information on my website as well as Instagram and Facebook. Um, I am branded at Ratchet Tracy. So you can put it anywhere, like I said, you can Google me, R-A-T-C-H-E-T, -E and Tracy is spelled with a Y, okay? So Ratchet Tracy, y'all hit me up, DM, let me know, you know what I'm saying? I got tickets. Um, after that, I have a couple more comedy shows that are coming up, too, that I'll be doing. And my birthday coming up is Scorpio season, let me say that, I don't know if I can throw that in there, too, but you know I'm Ratchet for the birthday. Okay. Um, so I have my little five minutes of ratchetness, y'all. Um, I try to put that in everywhere I can. Um, but outside of that, yeah, like a lot of big things. I got a podcast show kind of like mm -hmm. this one. Um, I was offered to do. We're looking into doing a talk show. Um, I have that on the table as well. So it's been a lot going on. Shows are already booking up for January in 2022. I'm already setting my goal for 2022. But I don't think I got to the end of your statement. So the end of the statement where I'm going for my list outside of a writer, though, at this point right here, I just want to see Ratchet Tracy on the big screen. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, when I went to the, the Mickey Mouse and the, as the writer side of it, but in order to get there, you have to get in front of the right people. You know what I mean? So that's my goal right now is to get in front of the right people so that um, they can see the talent that I have and the, and the experience that I have to offer so that we can take this thing to another level, to crush generational wealth, you know what I'm saying, to break bondages that was in my family that held us back from getting to the money. Um, so that's what my goal is. Follow me at Ratchet Tracy. All right. So we'd like to thank you. Uh -huh. Ratchet Trace, I can't call you your, your, your true nickname. Oh, no. I can't do that. So I want to thank you for coming. It's been a long time coming. For sure. And, uh, you know, it's been an honor and a privilege. For so sure. anything, you know, that you need from World of, Five, World of Comedy 5 Entertainment, yes. we're here to help. Thank you. Thank you. And I, when I, before I even jumped into it, mm -hmm. I let people know. 
I came and talked to you first. Remember me? And yeah. then they pulled up yeah. on you. And yeah. I was like, I'm thinking about doing this full time. So this man right here actually gave me that little push. Be like, man. And I was actually late that day. That would have been my first, very first day getting on stage that day mm -hmm. that I came. But I guess I was meant to just meet up and talk with you at that time. Because you was getting ready to leave. The place was closed. And y'all, please don't hold Red Trace to the time. Even though she followed the white rabbit, that bitch be late. <laughs> or she be on her own time. Me and time don't get along, y'all. Me and time don't get along. But, hey, if you call me, I'm the kind of person I'm 100, I'll be there. And I appreciate you for being there. Already. Already. Now, this part of the night, you know we always do our monologues. So we're going to take y'all through the entire inception of the, of the interviews and the show. So, number one, we had Gerard Guillory on. Gerard Guillory took you through his 30-plus year uh, adventure or journey uh, through entertainment, also what a win means to him, and also he kind of shared a few of his losses and how he felt about his journey. Then we also had Ratchet Tracy here. Ratchet Tracy gave us a multitude of items that we could choose from. We started talking about the side chick. We started talking about education. Now, we finally, we're talking about our aspirations in entertainment through movies, everything. So, through the two interviews, just to sum it up, the word win, right? So, these two guests, they have come here and they have told you what they have went through and why they're on a quest to win. I hope this touches your heart at home. See, me personally, that's why I surround myself with people like this. When I hear stories such as this, and I also hear about, I know the backstory, I know what then took place, I ain't got to see it on camera, but I feel them. And that empowered me and motivated me to do something greater. So I hope that has done the same for you. Now, we're going to shut off this uh, episode here, but next week I want y'all to tune in because we got a very special guest going to be here. Y'all need to stay tuned. But signing off, you got Ken Mills here, World of Comedy 5 Entertainment, presenting Unbiased on Boss Up Houston Network. Hello, fam. Ken Mills here once again for World of Comedy 5 Entertainment. So to give you the idea of what Unbiased is, we always see things on social media and also in the world where we wonder what is the thought process behind these idiotic things that people do. We're going to give an honest, unbiased opinion. So with that being said, we're going to cover several different topics. We're going to be truly unbiased this season.